Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And it's not about material things too. So it's very, you know, we try and teach our kids that you can have all the possessions in the world, but you still may not be happy. If you can relieve yourself of those wants, then you're going to be a happy person. <laughs> this is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors, find out more about their stories, mindset and strategy. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode of Property Investory, we continue our conversation with Nicole Jacobs who was featured on The Block and also a buyer's advocate with 20 years of experience in the field. Jacobs shares with us what she looks for when buying properties, how she involves her family with her property journey and the right mindset to property investing. Like most investors, Jacob's fear of the unknown kept her from starting in property investment sooner. Probably fear is just the biggest thing. Um, not traditionally, I mean, I'm a risk taker, but um, probably not so risk averse as my, my, well, my husband probably, he came from parents that uh, one was, you know, would love to take risk and the other said no. So we both came from a background where our parents were quite conservative um, but together, we were happy to make a calculated risk. So probably holding us back was fear. Um, it, like a lot of young people these days, we were also looking at our lifestyle and going, well, will we still be able to go out, you know, and, and entertain and, you know, spend money on entertainment and, and all those sort of things. So it was the fear of the unknown, I think. Um, but that was brought by not understanding and not having as much information as we probably, you know, there were buyer advocates were not around back then. Um, you know, I, well, they probably were, but they were not in my league, not, not at the $200,000 league. <laughs> With the lack of information available, Jacobs was not able to educate herself on the best property investment strategies. She claims that the misinformed judgment from her surrounding peers also held her back. There's so much information. Um, you know, the internet has become an amazing uh, source of information for people um, to do their initial research and background. Uh, so we just didn't have that back then. Um, so you really had to rely on reading, you know, the newspaper. And we know that the media can manipulate anything. And if if we listen to the media and the gloom and doom, and then we listen to our parents, and then we listen to friends, everybody would say, don't buy that. And, you know, not buying the one bedroom apartment on uh, Fitzroy Street, for instance, back in, you know, the day, because nobody buys one bedrooms. Well, statistics shows now that people would rather be in a one bedroom than share with someone. And those properties are very valuable now. So it was, you know, listening to other people's opinions that were not necessarily as um, informed as they, you know, thought they were uh, was definitely something that held us back. 
However, after successfully buying her first property and making a good return out of it, Jacobs gained the confidence to invest in more properties and to build her property portfolio. It just stems from buying the first one and then knowing that it actually wasn't that difficult and we did make a good decision um, and then moving forward on that. And we really made a decision that we wouldn't listen to parents. We wouldn't listen to um, family and friends because they can often uh, not see the same opportunity that we can see and that we really needed to make it something that was, you know, our our thing um, and and rely on maybe speaking to the professionals, so looking to the real estate agents, speaking with the bank, making sure there were still calculated risks but, um, you know, just trusting ourselves. Yeah. And after the first one, you can do that because you go, wow, we've got the first one on the board. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. It's that it's wonderful feeling, isn't it? Once you get one, then you go, oh, I'm on a high. I want to get another one, another yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, if you get it correctly and your life hasn't changed that much, but, you know, that's one of those things where you go, we could have done more earlier on if we'd actually sacrificed a bit. Jacobs relied solely on herself during the beginnings of her property investment journey as she has no mentors to speak to about her struggles. As a result, Jacobs now takes on the role of a mentor herself for her clients and even her children. We were ravenous. We, we read books and we, uh, you know, in, in when we were in the States, I went to lots of different uh, seminars and, and what have you. But we always kept saying, I wish they taught us about Finance 101 at school. Like why wasn't there a subject that taught us about investing uh, because we see this as so valuable um, and unless you have parents that believe in it. So we do that with our kids. We've got three daughters and we just make sure that we talk about everything that we do with them. We're really open with what we're doing, um, really why we're doing it um, and how it makes sense. Uh, and when we look at properties, we take them with us um, on some of the occasions and they're great. They're like, yep, you could knock a wall down here, you could do this, you could do that. I mean, we've got twins that are 12 and one that's nearly 10. And I think the twins who are 12, so back when one of them was eight, you know, we drive past one of our properties that we'd built and go, mm, we should have held that. Uh, and why should we have held that, darling? Well, I think we'd be getting a good return on that now. I mean, that's just music to my ears hearing yeah. my kids say that wow. because uh, it just is, it just shows us that we're, you know, um, we're trying to lay down what we didn't have as kids and that is some sort of financial education. Jacobs believes that in order to live a comfortable lifestyle, investors need to educate themselves as much as they can and learn business acumen. Get a good job, earn a good salary and you'll be okay. Well, it, it, actually, it's not the way. Um, you know, I, as a pharmaceutical rep, I used to see doctors every day that, you know, you'd think a doctor would be doing really well. Well, if they don't have the business skills, their practices are run into the ground. They might be amazing doctors, but if they don't have that business acumen, then they're not doing well at all. So I think now it's about um, being as educated as you can be, but also seeking advice. So if you want to buy properties as your vehicle for investment, then use people that have done it themselves. Uh, if you want to be in the stock market, then use people that have, you know, actually invested in the stock market and know what they're talking about um, and seek that advice so that you can feel confident that you've got someone with you holding your hand through that journey. 
As for the best investment advice she's ever received, Jacobs lives by the quote, you make your money when you buy. I touched on uh, very early on in is that you make your money when you buy. Uh, so you need to buy well <laughs> because if you buy well, it doesn't really matter when you have to sell. Um, you should make your money back uh, if you've bought well. So, um, and I am a firm believer of um, when it's meant to be, it'll be. Uh, and and that tends to be, you know, if it, if it just all falls into place, then it was meant to be. If it doesn't and there were lots of hurdles, uh, then I always think there's a better property around the corner. Yeah. I mean, I guess you think about it from the point of view opportunity cost. If it's going to take you six months to buy a property when you could buy another one within the next month that has a better return anyway, you may as well just forego it. It could be that, you know, you're looking for something very specific um, to, you know, balance out a portfolio. Wait, you know especially in a market like at the moment, um, it's pulling back a bit. And so, you know, um, my advice would be if it's not right, wait. While luck has been a huge factor in aiding Jacob's property investment journey, Jacob's due diligence in researching all the potential property investments has also played a huge role in her success. You know, we were really lucky. I mean, as it was, the boundaries were incorrect, uh, which we found out afterwards. So we were just lucky we were able to get those realigned so that we actually took more land. Um, oh, and, that um, was a good so thing. we were we were just very, very lucky. And we met some, I, I truly believe that we were meant to buy it because we met lifelong friends. Um, we all started as, you know, that being our first journey into property. And then that became our investment our first investment and we were with like-minded people who we still know today. So, it, it sort of was meant to be and I'm a big believer in, in the universe bringing people together. So, um, it, it's just one of those things that you think, look, we were very lucky that we bought well um, and that, um, you know, it just panned out for us. But it could have been really bad. I mean, I know people that have bought properties to find out later on because they didn't get the contracts checked that it was uh, heritage listed or – uh, an overlay of some sort, and um, and that completely changes the ball game. If you're going to knock it down to, or you thought you were going to knock it down to develop, or you thought you were going to do a major renovation and you can't, um, or you thought you were going to be able to put a pool in but you can't, <laughs> all those sort of things. It's just you know do do the homework beforehand because there are certain reasons why. Also, okay, you you know building and pest inspections. My gosh, if you don't do that and you want to put a second story on or you don't do that and you think that it, it all looks good because it's been painted and it smells nice, then um, you could be left with something that is sinking, you know. It could be something that you just need to run away from because um, or you know what it needs and then you can negotiate and you're it's a lot more powerful when you've got that knowledge to be able to say, hey, we know this needs a new roof or the body corporate has in its um, in its latest minutes that we're going to re-roof the entire building Um we're not going to put that bill or we're going to take that off what we're prepared to offer. So it's it's having that knowledge of what it needs. It may not turn you off it, but it certainly gives you that power to negotiate. Jacobs is always renovating with the wants of the market in mind. She also takes into account exterior factors such as growing hotspots in certain neighborhoods and whether or not the people are attracted to the homes in these local precincts. So we only buy in markets that we feel really comfortable in. Um, mind you, we have missed out on opportunities by not going a bit further afield, but we can talk about that a bit later. <laughs> um, it, so, you know, looking at, at 
you know, suburbs that are, are coming of age and or, you know, could be hotspots next. Um, I think that um, it's knowing that area. Um, what, I mean, this, as we touched on before, there's so much on the internet now to know, you know, what things sold for, what you could potentially get, um, and then what the market is crying out for. Um, and then knowing what is happening in the future. So if you know, um, you know, we've always looked at uh, – the gentrification of a suburb. So if we feel a suburb is actually, you know, everybody's sort of, this suburb's a bit overheated, but where's the next one? Where's the, the you know, the next coffee shop or the next Woolworths or the next big, you know, they've already done their research. So if you look at where Bunnings is going or where, um, you know, these major um, anchor tenants are going, then that's a really good sign that there's going to be following infrastructure if it's not there already. Um, for us, um, we we've known that you know people are st- tending to pull back from looking at big shopping complexes as somewhere to go. They're coming back to that family feeling of a local precinct. And so, as soon as I start seeing a strip of shops that maybe a great cafe has come into, I'm on the phone straight away to the agents in that area. What have you got coming up? What is there that looks, you know, we could add value to? What is there maybe we could knock over and put two townhouses on? Um, because that's the next suburb coming up when you can see it starting to really take shape, you know, a little bookshop, a homeware store. I mean, it's all, it's a classic, you know, people flock to those areas. Jacobs also recommends investors to always be expecting to buy and hold their property. And that's a really good point because you need to have a, a long-term hold strategy with that because you could buy well buying in, but you're going to have to hold it for a while. You may not necessarily get the income. So you've got to work out, do I need the rental income uh, to make this work or am I looking at capital gain down the track? Coming up after the break, we'll delve further into Jacob's property investment strategy where she shares her future development goals. The development goal at the moment, which is really exciting, is any opportunity. How she shares her favorite investment resources with her kids. We also have the board game and we play that with our kids. It's one of their favorite games and that's all about getting out of the rat race Uh, and it's all about giving back as well. A personal investing habit most contributing to her success. I never buy anything without doing research now. (laughs) It's like a key. It's major. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Looking at buying or investing in property? Don't panic, property is still a great investment. Is it now the time to buy, sell or hold? Find out from Australia's leading industry experts on how to take advantage of today's market. You'll learn the secrets to renovating for profit or gain the knowledge, skills and motivation to invest at the first home buyers masterclass plus much, much more. Whether you're a new or experienced investor, you can't miss the Sydney Property Buy Expo on the 7th 8th and 9th of September. Use the promo code PI for a three-day free pass valued at $50. For tickets and more information, visit propertybuyexpo.com.au. Jacobs encourages investors to make sure that all the figures add up before buying an investment property and to look for opportunities where people have to sell. A big strategy at the moment is to look at opportunities where, um, you know, people have to sell. 
um, not necessarily, you know, making sure that they don't make their money, but, you know, there are always opportunities out there where someone wants a quiet sale, someone has a property that just for some reason they can't sell, the market just doesn't see why they would buy it. Um, so I look at those opportunities and go, okay, I'm really good at looking at floor plans and how it could be restructured or does it make more sense? So there's a, a spreadsheet which everything goes into. If it meets the, the the points on the financial side, then we look at it. It's it's very much like looking at the um, trading options. You just have to make sure, as I said earlier, that it, it fits the criteria and you build in, okay, everyone would like to say we could sell that for X, but is that really pie in the sky X or is that achievable X? So I will do the figures on everything that's achievable and anything else is a bonus. Jacob's future development goal is to find more investment opportunities with guaranteed profitable returns. The development goal at the moment, which is really exciting, is any opportunity, (laughs) which sounds very vague, but it could be, which is why I'm excited about it because I don't just go out and go, okay, I want a house that I can renovate and hold and, and hold for the next five, 10 years and then sell. It's, okay, what does that block offer? Where are we? Are we in a premium suburb like Turek? Are we, you know, what does that market command and, and what do they want? So it's being able to do those figures and go, yeah, we can plough X into this and know that very safely we'll be able to get, um, you know, a return on the other end. Otherwise, you won't do it. Um, so it's very much about identifying any opportunities where it could be single level, beautiful um, homes that are, you know, say three um, on top of each other for the downsizer market. It could be that we're in a suburb, um, for instance, I'll just pull it out of the air like Hyatt, where we might go in and go, okay, people can't afford Hampton anymore, so they're going across the road to Hyatt. Do we build two, you know, side-by-sides? What's that going to cost us? Um, and who's the market going to be that we're um, attracting for that? Does it make sense? If it makes sense, great. So we're not stuck on just one thing. It's very much, okay, um, what's available out there and, and what? how can we make it work? So for the market that wants that. Being flexible, yeah. I think, is yeah. the key. Okay. Um, but you have to feel very confident if you're going to go and do large-scale projects. Mm, for sure. <laughs> and it, it requires <laughs> a lot of time as well and capital together. Working it with does. It, yeah. mm. So you've got to factor all of that in when you're looking at it and go, okay, we're going to hold it for this, this amount of time. What's that on interest? What can we get as a rental uh, opportunity in between bulldozing or in between you know, getting plans and permits approved by council? What kind of things would you do to be able to help that market in terms of, say, development? So I think there's several opportunities which are, you know, maybe being missed or maybe people are doing it. I haven't seen a lot of it happening yet, but is, you know, um, being able to produce a high-quality product that that market appeals. uh, They want the lock up and go. Uh, They don't want the maintenance of the big yard, but they still want to have the grandkids come and stay. So it's very much about, providing um, a property that is um, they can still entertain in as well and in their own hood they like to stay where they've you know all of their friends are so the opportunities with that are I think you know being able to maybe even buy a big old home in the area um, give that person the opportunity to um, you know find you know get them a, a a property that they can lease um, and then build something on their land and then be able to give them one of them and, and sell off to that sort of thing. Jacobs believes that developers should be more attentive to their market and their wants. 
at the end of the day, I think developers that are already out there, they just need to look at the market. I mean, we already we've seen that, you know, to get to good schools and what have you, there are people prepared to live in three bedroom apartments as opposed to uh, a house, for instance. So we've got to look at the overseas buyers as well, uh, and and more and more people are putting two apartments together when they're off the plan, um, creating oversized apartments but they're they're like homes um in the floor print as far as the size so i think it's being open to what people are asking for yeah that's where the opportunity lies is to meet what the market wants and then that's where money is created you just got to Mm. yeah if you create something that is a very narrow market then you really rely on people being able to come along and falling in love with it whereas if you produce something that a larger section of the market will gravitate to then you've got competition and with competition we know, you know, you're going to have, you know, a great opportunity to reap the rewards at the end. If you were to meet yourself, say, 10 years ago, what would you say to her? That earlier. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Take the risk. (laughs) Sacrifice things. Don't think about how many coffees you've got to stop having. Just do it, you know. Um, We spoke to several investors, you know, back when we started to do it and who had amassed great portfolios and the key there was they pushed themselves. They really pushed, they really stretched themselves um, and obviously you don't want to be so stretched that it is um, stressful. No one wants to be a slave to a mortgage but I think that if you can make your money work for you um, and had I sort of taken more risks maybe at the start but definitely getting in earlier would have been the way to go. Jacobs also recommends young investors to surround themselves with like-minded investors as well. Being able to, as I said, you know, before, engage people that are doing it and are successful because I, I know I will share anything I have. If I can help one person buy better, whether they've engaged me or not, then I've, I, I feel great. <laughs> so, if you can... If you can surround yourself with people that are doing what you want to do um, and they're truly mentors in that respect, then um, you're going to be, you know, in a, I don't know, you just surround yourself with like people and um, the world will be a better place for you. <laughs> Definitely. Well, it, it's very true. Whoever you sound, surround with you, I think it's the, the closest five or six people is usually what you predict to be the future outcome of what where you're going to be. So That's right. you just need to look around you and see who you hang around. If you want to be somewhere successful, you hang around successful people. Absolutely. And just put it out there. You've got to you've got to believe in yourself and you've got to move forward in that direction and put yourself in that position um, so that it all comes, you know, to fruition. What are you most excited about in your property journey over, say, the next five years? Uh, our personal property journey, I think, um, is just being able to continue um, buying and, uh, and I hate to say making money, but that is what it's all about. Um, <laughs> um, but being able to um, grab some great opportunities, uh, maybe turn some buildings that may have been demolished by developers into, you know, beautiful homes again. Uh, so that they can live on for generations. I think that's a key. Uh, we've bought a 1956 um, amazing Neil Clarahan home and we feel an absolute duty to renovate this so that it stays uh, in, you know, in the world because the only other one like what we've bought was demolished in Kew. So it's, you know, it's finding these rare gems 
where undiscovered architects or, you know, just amazing little homes that you could um, make sure they're not demolished. I have a huge, huge passion for that and to make sure that um, they're part of our portfolio as well because that way we've we've helped, you know, Australian architecture and we've also helped um, our kids have something that they'll be proud of in the future as well. By purchasing properties and renovating them with their own hands, Jacobs wants to retain the spirit of the home as well as certain architectural designs. We can all build the Taj Mahal with the concrete, you know, whatever, or the, the mock Georgian, but really, you know, we need to look after uh, properties that we already have in the stable of properties uh, and renovate them with respect because um, it means less landfill, a big one for that. Uh, it means that we're, you know, recycling as well. Um, and, we're yeah, we're protecting some of the ma- amazing designs and architecture that we have, you know, and that's why I love property. It's, you know, it's simple. We've just – property makes you feel something um, or it should. If you, I can walk into a $10 million home and feel nothing – but I can walk into a, you know, $1 million home and go, wow, this just feels amazing. And it's the spirit of the home. It's the way that they've looked after it or it's something about it that you just go, wow, this is beautiful. Due to Jacob's success as a buyer's advocate, popular reality TV show, The Block also reached out to seek her expertise. So I was representing clients um, for a couple of the seasons and um, then the producers decided to change it up a bit and bring buyer advocates into the into the program, I guess, to be able to help the contestants along with their journey to make sure they're meeting the market. And that's when I got a call from um, one of the executive producers, Julian Cress, who said, hey, we've seen you on the show. Um We'd like to, you know, utilize you, um, you know, would you like to come on the show basically? And I was like, <laughs> ah, screaming in the background, going, oh my God. And going, yes, I'm sure I can make that work. <laughs> Trying to sound like I was really calm. Um, but uh, it's an amazing show. Uh, it is a family, those, you know, the producers and the contestants and the crew. Um, they really do care about each other. And so we're just outsiders and we come in. Um, but I do get to work with some amazing people like um, the designers as well, like Shana Blaze and Darren and Neil, um, who are very good at what they do. And it's, you know, yes, I'm there to find um, products for clients and often they're investors, uh, which is really interesting. I think um, a lot of people wouldn't know that investors are buying these, but the depreciation schedules are usually amazing. So we have very astute investors buying because they always make money when they sell them again. So um, I often represent very good, uh, yeah, very astute investors on these. So we also, of course, have homeowners. But um, so, yeah, I just got into it really, I guess, by luck. <laughs> but, um, I've managed to stay there for a while. So I'm I'm hoping that that means I, um, I'm adding value to the contestants and helping them in their journey. Jacob's personal habit of researching thoroughly before buying a property is her most contributing personal investing habit. I never buy anything without doing research now. <laughs> it's like a key. It's major. You wouldn't buy a car without getting it uh, a roadworthy on it. Why would you buy a house without, you know, doing some due diligence on that? And we have quite an extensive due diligence for our clients. So I just make sure that we do the same for our own personal things. As for book recommendations, Jacob's prefers the classic by Robert Kiyosaki. 
Well, it's an oldie but a goodie. Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, I had that by my bedside for, you know, I've read it several times. Uh, We also have the board game and we play that with our kids. It's one of their favourite games and that's all about getting out of the rat race Uh, and it's all about giving back as well. So, you know, that book taught me so much about it's okay to rent, you know, it's because you've got other property and someone else is paying off that property. So we have a big stigma in Australia that if you're renting, then you, you know, you really haven't made it. But, um, and this is, this goes out to any property manager out there. Sometimes your tenants actually have multi-million dollar property portfolios and they're not the low life of the property uh, ladder. They are people that are very smart and they're not living in their asset. So um, while I do live in our home that we bought, um, for many years we, we've always, you know, um, lived in something that we were renting probably because we were renovating something else and you can't have kids and when you're trying to renovate an entire house. But um, it's one of those lessons that we learnt Jacobs even encourages her kids to play Monopoly as the game teaches financial management. And even Monopoly, you know, it just, just teaches you. I mean, I love Rich Dad, Poor Dad because, uh, you know, they have to make decisions. Is that a good investment? Do I buy that? You know, uh, I mean, it's everything from housing to shares and, you know, shows you what happens when you have kids and how much that costs. And, <laughs> <laughs> and or often the people who make the most money are not actually the most um, savvy or, you know, their expenses usually outweigh what, you know, they're bringing in. So you can actually do really well even if you're earning um, a smaller salary. Not only do her kids have fun playing the game, there's also an educational value to it. Well, we love the game and it's just, um, you know, we just, we love it because we are constantly trying to get out of that rat race. And um, and I think that uh, if you can work because you want to work, not because you have to, then you're going to have, you know, um, you know, a much you're better quality balance, life. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's not about material things too. So it's very, you know, we try and teach our kids that it's, you know, you can have all the possessions in the world, but you still may not be happy. So uh, if you can relieve yourself of those wants, then um, you're going to be a happy person. (laughs) For those interested in contacting Jacobs, please visit her website at... If they go to NicoleJacobs.com, uh, there they can actually download a free ebook, which is Five Mistakes Buyers Make When Buying Property. So feel free to do that. Uh, and on the website, of course, are all of my details. So they can either email me or they can give me a call. So NicoleJacobs.com. <laughs> Thank you to Nicole Jacobs, our guest on this episode of Property Invest Story. If you want to hear more about her journey, visit our website at propertyinveststory.com. Simply type in the search bar Nicole Jacobs and select that episode to learn more about her story. Also, are you looking at buying property in 2018? Would you like expert tips and advice on the best ways you can purchase property? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, learn from the experts by downloading the Property Investment Buying Handbook. It contains the best tips and advice from 37 of Australia's leading property experts. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to get your copy right now. Thanks for listening.